Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, real quick, you know, the Bible is laid out, is, it, uh, it, it, and I know we get it, but, but the Bible is laid out historically perfect, you know. Take time to read Genesis quickly, okay? Don't, don't waste time in there and slow down and try to get some sort of Tom Hanks, you know, uh, Bible code. There's no Bible code in there. I mean, the Bible already says there's nothing hidden. Uh, there's nothing hidden, praise the Lord. This is just flat out stuff. It's just, it was all revealed in Christ. And, and actually, it was the stuff that you didn't realize, where'd the kingdom go? That's the part that was hid. He was the kingdom, praise the Lord. Watch the general stuff. Like David killing Goliath and all of a sudden going from David, the little shepherd, to he's a king. And he was the second king in all of Israel. When you watch an Abraham in Genesis, you see Abraham just right after, 10 generations after the flood. Uh, all of a sudden, Everything he's doing is just it's just rocking and rolling. It's blessed. Okay. Anyway, laid out perfectly. In Genesis, God already told Abraham that your descendants are going to wind up in Egypt. And that's what happened. Well, they're going to be in slavery. And so that's what Exodus means. They exited. So this group picked up with this group. And then this part here, actually the half of Exodus, they're already out. And then at the tail end of Exodus, the last half of that was the building of the tabernacle, which is so important. God said, make it a certain way, because that was his home in heaven, the temple, and he was the heavenly holies of holies, and he was trying to recreate that down here so that he could be and live among his people. And holiness is the key. Not you not drinking, not you not doing this, not you not doing whatever. It's the sin of Adam that's on us. We look like death. We look like sin. And uh, until Jesus took care of that. But in the meantime, he set up, this thing called, this right here at the end of Exodus, at the very last verse of Exodus, the tabernacle was built. The very next verse in Leviticus was how the Levites operate inside that. Now, they haven't even gone to the, whole, the, the promised land yet. They're still there. In Numbers, here's the counts. We're fixing to go to war. It's only an 11-day trip to the Holy Land. Okay? And they've been there for a year and a half, getting this structure all ready to go. And the Levites already know how to operate. Remember, they're camped around the tabernacle to keep everybody away from the wrath of God because if you got near the mountain or whatever, you were killed. Nobody killed you. It just killed yourself. You know, it wasn't like, well, we've got to have somebody kill somebody. Holiness. Remember, who's two, uh, Aaron's two sons were killed when they went in there saying, hey, we're going to take our own little fire in there. We think this stuff smells good. They'll like this. The hippies use this in San Francisco. Man, it killed them. They were two pieces of charcoal. Aaron, the Bible says, Aaron stood there speechless. And Moses screamed and hollered for some of the Levites to get them out of there. And some Levites came in there and grabbed up their charred bodies and moved them. And that same thing happened when, uh, uh, when David went and got the ark 500 years later. It was sitting out there in the land of the Philistines. And matter of fact, when it was in the land of the Philistines, uh, they were breaking out with uh, hemorrhoids. This is in 1 Samuel. They were coming down with hemorrhoids. And... Uh, uh, there was a plague of rats taking place. And when they got rid of they they thought, well, what are we going to do with this? Uh, uh, see, they stole the Ark of the Covenant, the gold, the wings and everything, and the little box and whatever. And and the witches and stuff back then, the, the wizards, they said, what are we going to do with this thing? And they said, put it on two, uh, put it on an ox, I mean on a cart, and put two uh, ox on it uh, that have kids in the barn. And if those if those oxes, those cows, don't go back to their kids, then it's the Lord, and that's what happened. That cart carried back the ark to, to Israel. Remember, Israel was already faded away practically. They were running for cover. 
This was in the, the uh, right before David kills Goliath. But anyway, so you can't touch that ark. You couldn't. Only the Levites could. So here we are at Numbers is we're going to pick up. Now remember, Deuteronomy is a speech. One long speech. The promised land is right there. You're fixing to go in. la da 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 It's one long speech. That's the reason he goes in and says, oh, by the way, you'll be blessed when you go in, blessed when you go out. You know, all this kind of stuff in Deuteronomy 28, you know. And then also, if you don't serve the Lord, man, these curses are going to get you. And then Moses dies. But anyway, Numbers. We are ready to go to the promised land. So here we go. We're going to pick up here uh, <clears throat> in chapter, I think chapter 9. Let me go over here and look. Numbers chapter uh, chapter 9, because we already covered these other uh, chapters here. Let's go here with one. Let's see if that's where I'm going. Yeah. Okay, Moses, no, look at the time frame. So it is tracking. Jehovah gave these instructions to Moses and to the rest of the Israelis uh, when they were uh, on Sinai Peninsula during the first month of the second year after leaving Egypt. Wow. Time frame. Where are we? Yep. Pharaoh got wiped out <laughs> a year and a half ago. Okay. This is the second year. The people of Israel must celebrate the Passover annually on April 1st. Now, we, we, we recognize the Passover with Jesus. We recognize Easter Sunday and all this kind of stuff. So here, this is what it relates to. Passover meaning the death angel passed over you. He leaped over you. Didn't get you. Praise the Lord. Anyway, beginning of the evening, be sure to follow all my instructions concerning this celebration. I don't know what we need to follow those instructions for. The day you don't is the day you'll forget. And you'll think you did this on your own. You'll think there's no such thing as the Lord. You'll think, man, science proves there's no such thing as Jesus. No, it doesn't either. The heavens declare the glory of God. You're reading funny books if you think science proves otherwise. Go look. You'll find out, man, there's so many errors. They're covering stuff up. Incredible. Just, just... Just Google Young Earth and you'll see everything. You'll go, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I can't. Oh my goodness, wow. Take NASA. NASA was going to land on the moon. Remember that in the 60s? Guess what they did by their calculations, their dumb calculations, that the Earth was millions of years old. They estimated that the dust on the moon was going to be yay deep. Guess what it was? This deep. But we're not going to tell you. You got to go to Sunday school class to talk about that. Nope, nope, we're not going to tell you that. Whatever. It's okay with me. <clears throat> I know the truth. I want to always learn. I don't care if we believe in God or not. I want to know the facts. I don't want people covering up the facts. I want to know the truth. I would want to know the truth that this place is young. Okay. So Moses announced that at the Passover celebration would begin then. Okay, here we are. So, but as it happened, some of the men had just attended a funeral. Now, what in the blazes is wrong with a funeral? This is great information. Death is not a part of God. Remember, God's holy, okay? Well, what's God got a problem somebody dying for? Remember, this is reflecting what happened in the garden. In the day you eat of it, you'll surely die. Anyway, notice what happened to them. They were ceremonially defiled, having touched the dead. <coughs> so they couldn't eat the Passover lamb that night. Oh, they came to Moses and Aaron and explained their problem and protested from, at being forbidden from offering their sacrifice to the Lord at the time he had appointed. Okay, hmm. wow. So what are you going to do? Well, Moses said he would ask the Lord about it. And God's reply was this. He said, if the people of Israel now or in the generation to come are defiled at Passover time because of touching a dead body, or if they're on a journey cannot be present, they may still celebrate the Passover one month later on May 1st, beginning in the, in the evening. They are to eat the lamb at that time with unleavened bread, bitter herbs. They must not leave any of it till the next morning and must not break a bone of it. 
and must follow all the regular instructions concerning the Passover. Remember Jesus, it was not a bone broke. Okay, if you can see the correlation here, Jesus is our Passover today. Okay. Remember, don't lose all this stuff because remember, the important thing was, was your grandkids were going to say, Daddy, why are we doing this? Why are we having the Passover? And you'll be, oh, I tell you why. God supernaturally got us out from under slavery. Our every, every, child that was born a boy was being thrown into the Nile we were being it was it was genocide to the worst level you know we were under so much burdens and whatever and, oh, God got us out okay anyway anyone who is not defiled anyone who is not away on a trip yet refuses to celebrate the Passover notice it's called celebrate oh gotta go to dead burn church oh God celebrate praise that when you think he saved your rear end from being killed it's like hallelujah and if he saved you for that one night he'll save you for any night praise the Lord okay anyway uh, the Passover at the regular time shall be excommunicated now boy that's a big deal okay it's not like the Catholic Church well we're going to excommunicate you whatever no it's worse than that you don't even have God anymore okay Ah, let's see. He's got to bear his guilt. Look at that phrase, bear his guilt. Well, what happens if I trust the Lord? You don't bear any guilt anymore because Jesus bore all your guilt for you. Okay. And if a foreigner is living among you and wants to celebrate Passover to the Lord, he shall follow all these instructions. There is one law for all. Boy, look at that. There's us Gentiles. That's only for the Jews. If we'd been reading Moses, we'd have known that's not true. Praise the Lord. All right, on the 15th, look at this, look at this. We're done with this chapter. On the day, here we go. On the day, let me scroll up, I lost it. Okay, on the day the tabernacle was raised, which was at the end of the book of Exodus, you would have caught it all, it's all together. We already know the time frame. It's only been a year and a half since bye-bye Pharaoh. Okay. On the day the tabernacle was raised, the cloud covered it. That just happened one time, and we had to go, well, it was there yesterday, yeah. This was there every day and every night. That evening the cloud changed and appeared as fire. Stayed that way throughout the night. Wouldn't it be neat you toss and turn in the night and you go, look out your tent window. Golly. Now remember Jesus would have saw you look out the window. He'd have been like Nathaniel when when Jesus walks up to you and says, uh, there's Bob in whom there's no guile. Bob says, well, how do you know me? Jesus would have said, I saw you peep out that window and look at the tabernacle at 315 this morning. And he would have said, man, you're you're the son of God. Okay. All right. It was also, so the daytime cloud changing, uh, it was also, uh, excuse me, it was always so. The daytime cloud changing to the appearance of fire at night. When the cloud lifted, the people of Israel moved on to wherever it stopped and camped there. In this way, they journeyed at the command of the Lord and stopped where he told them to and remained there as long as the cloud stayed. Now, can you see why the Lord got so ticked off at these people? They were murmuring. They got, a, they got air conditioning during the daytime, heating at night, plus this awesome presence of the Lord, and they start going, well, we want to go back to Egypt. And remember, we have that warning in the New Testament. Mm, wow. All right, notice this. But if it stayed only a few days, they remained only a few days. So the Lord had instructed them. Sometimes the fire cloud stayed only during the night and moved the next morning. Uh, the day or night when it moved, the people broke camp and followed. That's why the tent structure was a temporary thing. And it had carrying poles. And we're going to the promised land. Okay. If the cloud stayed above the tabernacle two days, a month, a year, or however long the people of Israel stayed, but as soon as it moved, they moved. It was so throughout the whole time. Whatever. All right. Here we go. Catch up. All right. It was so that they camped 
excuse me, so that they camped and traveled at the commandment of the Lord, and whatever the Lord told Moses to do, they did. Now, now remember, we're, we're, go, we're leaving now. Okay, now. All right. Now, the Lord said to Moses, make two trumpets of beaten silver. And I mentioned this before, but we're going to go through this chapter anyway. To summon the people for signaling the breaking of camp, when both trumpets are blown, the people will know that they're to gather at the entrance of the tabernacle. But if only one's blown, then only the chiefs come. Okay, great. This is Numbers 10. Different trumpet blasts mean will, will be necessary to distinguish between the summons to assemble and the signal, signal to break camp. We're going to the promised land. All right, now, when the travel signal is sent, all right, uh, uh, the tribes on the east side of the tabernacle shall leave first. The second uh, signal, the tribes on the south shall go. I remember in Genesis, no, excuse me, this first chapter of Numbers, it told the camping instructions where each one camped. This is all crazy if it never happened. But it did happen. Only the priests are permitted to blow the trumpets. It's a permanent instruction to be followed for generation to generation. Now notice this. When you arrive in the promised land, 11 days from now, and they're fixing to be there in about a week, okay. When you get to the promised land and go to war against your enemies, look at this. This is a fairy tale. We don't really know this. Oh, it's not no fairy tale. God will hear you and save you from your enemies when you sound the alarm with these trumpets. Praise the Lord. Well, how does that affect me today? He didn't want you crushed. Doesn't the Bible tell you that you and I are more than conquerors? Yes. Praise the Lord. Didn't Jesus say in, in uh, Luke chapter 10, I have given you power over all the power of the enemy? Didn't he say in Matthew 16, I give you the keys of the kingdom? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Wow. Use the trumpets. Look at this. In times of gladness too, at your annual festivals, the beginning uh, uh Let's see, beginning of each month to rejoice over your burnt offerings? I thought that was, a, uh, that was nothing to rejoice over. No, it's something to rejoice over. Praise the Lord. And God, look at that. God will be reminded of his covenant with you. Praise the Lord. So we just think we owe it all to God and God doesn't know anything to us. No, it's a covenant. He's promised to bless you, take care of you. All right, here we go. The, crowd lift, the cloud lifted from the tabernacle on the 20th day of the second month. Here it goes. Oh, my gosh. We got this structure in place, and all of a sudden, the cloud got up. Uh-oh. It's going. Most the trumpet sounded. They just oh, blow the trumpets. It got everybody together. And those to the east got up, Reuben and Simeon and whatever. They took off going. Then the ark was taken down, put on their shoulder. It was following them. Then the other pieces were coming. The south tribes, boy, here it goes. So the Israelites left the wilderness of Sinai and followed the cloud until it stopped in the wilderness of, there it is, Paran. That's where they're going to get in trouble, and it's their fault. This was their first journey after having received the Lord's travel instructions. The head of the march, we'll skip a little bit right here, but the head of the march uh, was Judah, grouped behind its flag by Nashon, the son of Amenadab. The next uh, came the tribe of Isker, led by, okay, we know this. Let me get my mouse to work here again. Okay. The tabernacle, look at verse 17, was taken down, and the men of Gershon and the Mariar divisions of the tribe of Levi were next in line of the march. Eh, hang on a second. Stall in here for a second. Oh, they were carrying the tabernacle upon their shoulders. Remember, they had to carry that part. The rest of the stuff they could put on a cart. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. Then the flag for the camp of Reuben. They were leading his people. In other words, hey, just like God said, they were doing it. Next came the Kohathites. They kept the inner parts of the tabernacle. Notice this. The tabernacle was already erected at its new location by the time they arrived. Wow. Next in line was the flag of Ephraim. Okay, and oh, let me get my mouse to work here. Oh, 
Anyway, next in line, next in line, next in line, next in line. Let's keep going here. Uh, anyway, one day Moses said to his brother-in-law, Hobab, son of Ruel, the Midianite. Remember, he was married to a Midianite woman. Okay. At last, we're on our way to the promised land. And he said, come go with us and we will do you good. For the Lord has given wonderful promises to Israel. It's like when Melody was talking about it was a hard week at work, but she knew she had it. Same thing with me. I know I got it. I'm, I'm going to be okay. Remember, in the book of Deuteronomy, when we get there, Moses is going to give this long speech, and he's going to say, well, we had to stay out here for 40 years because of our own stupidity. But he said, God kept us like a father keeping a child through the dangerous desert, scorpions and snakes. What's he doing for us today? Same thing. This promise is a New Testament promise to us. They talk about it in the book of Hebrews. Uh, 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 wow. The Lord's given us wonderful... Well, that's only heaven. Well, why has he got an S on it? It's healing. It's all these things we see. Okay. But his brother-in-law replied, No, i got to go back to my own land, my own kinfolk. Stay with us, Moses pleaded, for you know the way of the wilderness, and it'll be a great help. If you come, we will share in all the good things the Lord does for us. You mean things he did for us? No, does for us. Wow. Boy, it's so important to, to know that the, Jesus is what? The same yesterday, today, and forever? All right, here we go. They traveled for three days, leaving Mount Sinai, the ark at the front of the column, to choose a place for them to stop. It was uh, daytime when they left, and the cloud... Uh, moving along ahead of them as they began to march. The ark was carried forward. Moses cried out, Arise, O Lord. Look at that. Scatter your enemies. Amen. I'm telling you, there was no chance anything bad. No wonder David said, "Who is asking his brothers, are y'all not going to knock out Goliath? What is the matter with you? My mama and your mama raised us on the Bible. Are, are we a bunch of weenies now? What's going on here? I, I'm going to take my sling and I'm going to knock that head off of that guy because I will Oh, I'm going to be married for you are. I'm going to get the king's daughter. I'm going to eliminate my dad's taxes. Because that's exactly what David said. David said, what's going to happen to the guy that beats Goliath? His words were so strong, they took David to the king. Little 11-year-old. Could have been nine. We have no idea. But Saul, Saul, that on David, the Lord was there. But it's not, well, I said, no, I can't. Oh, something special. Woo! No, it was just this. It was Caleb and Joshua in just the next couple of chapters. They said, we can wipe out the land. Ten other spies said, no, no, no. It's horrible. Well, the giants are out there. We can't go in there. Caleb said, yes, we will. They are bread for us. And it's all about the Lord being with you. Okay, so the ark was carried for it. Notice what he says. Uh, Let them flee before you. Arise, O Lord, and scatter your enemies. You sing a song about that. And when the ark, whoops. Okay, and when the ark was set down, he said, return, O Lord. Look at that. There's your count. It was all of Atlanta. This was a big group of people. Had to be a big group of people because, man, when the wrath of God kept popping in because of things going wrong and stuff like that, they were losing like 14,000, 20,000, whatever. Okay, 11th chapter here. Probably about all we can get. The people soon were soon complaining about their misfortunes. Just, oh, Wow. His anger flared out against them because of their complaints. So the fire of the Lord began destroying those at the far end of the camp. I mean, this is way out there. They screamed to Moses for help. And when he prayed for them, the fire stopped. Well, I don't do good to pray. Whoa, whoa, hold on. It stops it, whatever it is. Even after, look at this, the area was known as the place of burning. Well, it never happened. Well, why'd they name the doggone real estate this? They did. It's the place of burning. 
because the fire of the Lord burned against them. Uh-oh, didn't quit. Then the Egyptians, ah, we had some Egyptians come too. Well, yes, your best friends. They wanted to come, but then they stepped in it too. Look what happened. They began to long for the good things of Egypt. Now remember, God didn't get them out for nothing. They were in terrible slavery. It was no longer Joseph type stuff, second to Pharaoh. They were scum. And all the kids, all the boys were being murdered. Oh, if we just had some bites of meat. Oh, if we had some delicious fish and enjoyed so much in Egypt. The wonderful cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions. If you just wait two weeks, you'd be there. The onions, the garlic. But now our strength is gone and we have to face this God-forsaken manna. Oh, man. Oh, mercy. Now, guess what? Moses is going to fall in this too. That's the reason he's not a type of Jesus. He's a type of Moses, which is really a type of you and I. The manna was the size of small seeds, whitish yellow in color. The people gathered it from the ground, pounded it in a flour, boiled it, made pancakes. All right, fried it in vegetable. The manna fell with the dew during the night, which was great. I mean, it, just, it was just there. It took care of them. Okay. Moses heard all the family standing around their doors weeping, and the anger of the Lord grew hot. Uh-oh. Moses was highly displeased. Well, put on your Moses cap, because here you go. You're going to be just like it. Look what he did. Moses said to the Lord, Oh, but I thought Moses was just, oh, he's just so sweet. Oh, really? Look what Moses did. Why pick on me to give me the burden of all this people? Are they my children? Am I their father? <laughs> I mean, man, he's ticked. Why is it you giving me this job, nursing them along like babies, until we get to the land you promised their ancestors? Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? Now remember, you're Peter, you were walking on the water, and now you're sinking. You are sinking. Now watch this, this is for us today, we're, we're going to stop here. Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? For they are weeping to me saying, give us meat. I mean, I cannot imagine this. I mean, I understand my own unbelief. I, I, I'm thinking God will do something, then I'm thinking, no, he, he can't do this, he can't, he can't. Oh. Okay, I can't carry this nation by myself. The load's too heavy. If you're going to treat me like this, now he's going to act like Elijah now. Just kill me. Just kill me. <laughs> It'll make me feel better. Look at this. If you're going to treat me this way, just kill me now. It looks that it'll it'll be kindness. Let me look at this. Let me out of this impossible situation. Wow. Look what the Lord says. Summon before me the seventy leaders of Egypt. Bring them to the tabernacle. So here they come, seventy leaders. Wow. I'll come down and talk with you there, and I'll take the spirit which is on you and put it on them also. And they'll bear the burden of the people along with you so that you will not have to take the task alone. Praise God. And tell the people to purify themselves for tomorrow they're going to have meat to eat. Now Moses is going to say, yeah, right. Oh, sure. If we kill all the cows, there's not going to be in a boy. Watch what the Lord says. Tell them... The Lord heard your tearful complaints about all you left behind in Egypt. He's going to give you meat. Now, you're going to have it. Not just for a day or two or five or ten or twenty. For a whole month, you're going to have enough meat to eat till you vomited out your nose. <laughs> wow. Boy, oh, he's been real Jesus-like in it. Yes, he is. This is Jesus. Okay. You have rejected the Lord who is here among you. Now, hold it right there. He is here among us. He would have taken care of them. They didn't have to go through all this stuff. They could have just said, you know what, Moses, can you ask and see if we can get some meat tomorrow? I know. I know. <laughs> Moses said, there are 600 men here alone besides the women and children. Now, we know that fact. Okay. 
Yet you promised meat for a whole month? He's, and notice Moses says, if we butcher all the cows, there ain't going to be enough. Boy, watch what the Lord says. And we say the same thing sometimes. We go, I don't know how this is going to happen. My car's broke. How do you think it's ever going to start? The wheel's flat. I'm not going to get nowhere. Is the Lord so hard he can't save you? Yeah, but I'm sinking. I'm 20 feet underneath the Tennessee River Bridge. <laughs> Here we go. If we butcher all the flocks and herds, it won't be enough. We would have to catch every fish in the ocean. <laughs> now, he's lying. We'd have to catch every fish in the ocean. Man, you exaggerating. Good night. Then the Lord said to Moses, when did I become weak? Now, let's hold it right here. When? When do you need his help? How are you doing today? What are your problems right now? Don't ever count the Lord out to help you right now. Just, 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 just think, praise God, I got help. I have help. I remember this story. When did my arm become weak? Now you're going to see that my words will come true or not. Boy, I mean, boy. Well, anyway, Moses left the tabernacle, reported Joseph, I mean, the, the Lord, Jehovah's words to the people. He gathered the 70 elders, placed them around the tabernacle. Now watch this. And the Lord came down in the cloud, talked to Moses, and he put uh, upon the 70 elders, when the Spirit uh, rested upon them, they, excuse me, uh, and he put upon the 70 elders, oh, he took of the Spirit that was upon Moses, and it rested upon those, and they prophesied. Oh, what's that? Now remember, if you've been reading your Bible, you know what prophecy is. Okay. Saul was trying to kill David one time, and he sent some troops up there, and when those troops were on the way, we're going to kill David, and all of a sudden, <laughs> they get wrapped up in these prophets that are up there prophesying. What are they doing? Oh, the nation's going under. No, prophecy's not all about that. Prophecy is about saying the wonderful things of God, how great our God is, okay, and how great things He's going to do. So all these guys started prophesying. But two of the 70, we'll just call them El and Med there, they were in the camp when the Spirit rested upon them, and they prophesied there. Some of the young men ran and told Moses what was happening. One of them was Joshua. Moses' personal assistant said, Sir, hey, tell him to stop. No, look what Moses says. Are you jealous for my sake? I only wish that all the Lord's people, oh, we got this. In Acts chapter 2, the Spirit of God fell upon your sons and daughters. They'll all prophesy. Praise the Lord. And the Lord would put His Spirit upon them all. Then Moses returned to the camp. Anyway, the Lord, uh, the Lord sent a wind that brought the quail from the sea, and it fell in the camp, and they all fed, and whatever, and all this kind of stuff. And I need to stop here, but... Um, just so you'll understand here. So the people caught and killed quail all that day and through the night. The least gathered a hundred bushels. Good grief, how much was that? Quail were spread all around the camp. But as soon as everyone began eating the meat, the anger of the Lord uh, rose up against the people. You say, why is all that? Well, remember, we've been sitting there looking at the tabernacle. The Levites were already hedging us from the anger of the Lord. The anger of the Lord was already there. was already there. Watch what happened. As they were eating the meat, the anger of the Lord rose against the people, and he killed a large number of them with a plague. So the name of that place was called, well, we keep naming towns. Well, yeah, it happened. The place of the graves because of sex? No. See, that word gets misrepresented in churches, and it's not. This was, they were just, these guys were going nuts because they wanted to go back to Egypt, and they were pounding themselves full of food because they thought, what, like a dog? You ever seen a dog eat? You ever seen a cat get something good to eat? And he goes nuts. <laughs> he didn't want the other kitties next to it to get it, you know? Man, so the name of that place was called the Place of Graves because they buried the people there that had lusted for meat and for Egypt. Wow. And from that place, they journeyed to... Anyway, here we go. We got to stop. We'll get to the promised land next week. But anyway, 
Father, we thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord, that uh, oh, if we're having any problem we're in a health-wise or whatever, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. Your arm's not too short. Hallelujah. Same thing's true concerning finances. If we're having trouble, praise the Lord. We don't have to figure it out. Your arm's not too short. You'll fix it. Praise the Lord. And if it's some other problem, whatever it is, my goodness, Lord, you'll fix that too. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to lay down a track in history about all the good things you've done for us and telling others about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Well, all right, hallelujah. You know, one part of that tabernacle. Yeah.